what's happening in texas thanks for coming back to this exciting episode i'm your host abel and i'm with jane and vincent hello y'all and we got some great things in store for you so crack one open and join us yes y'all thank you cheers, cheers. enjoy Hey, what's happening in Texas? Thank you for coming back with part three. Mm. Uh, we've had some great answers in parts one and two, and we got more great answers coming up, I believe. So yeah. uh, we still have all three guys with us, which are Jamie Fulton and Kevin Carr and Corey Dickinson. Uh, welcome back, guys. So we're going to hop right back into it. Jane, you want to give the yeah. next one? So awesome. Why pick the city of Dallas to land community? You're next to the Mavericks, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> we are. Um, I'm not sure there was a, a specific choice to pick Dallas. It's just where I live. So, <laughs> so uh, close to home. Um, but I've, you know, I've, I've been, I live, I've lived in so many parts of Dallas my whole life, even, yeah. including Irving for high school. So, you know, um, it was just a natural choice since I was here to do it. Um, and we were here before the Mavericks facility kind of opened up next door. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, when I started down the road of, of you know trying to find space, mm -hmm. I looked at. I mean, I could I could take you on an all day tour of Dallas <laughs> and, and say, look at that one, I looked at that one, <laughs> situation with this and that. Um, had a couple of locations that you know I kind of honed in on, and they kind of fell apart. One fell apart, you know, close to Deep Ellum, kind of at the end, and and another one showed up uh, close to here, and we were kind of going down that route. And, kind of about to do a deal there and then yeah. this this came on the market where we're at now and it was perfect but uh you know dallas has been good to me and uh it's been great for our brewery um it's been great to be uh in a city and a market if you include you know include north texas as a whole mm -hmm. to watch the growth of craft beer and then kind of on the front edge of that it's mm -hmm. just been really really cool to see and i i tell people this all the time you know dallas you know, used to have sort of a negative reputation uh, uh, in many ways, materialistic, you know, yeah. other things I won't mention on air. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I really feel that the, the growth of the craft beer movement has has really positively impacted the culture of this of this city in North Texas. Yeah, it really has. And it's not just craft beer. It's, you know, any kind of artisan, you know, restaurants and other other things. But craft beer has been a big part of it. And, you know, now I think, I just feel like the city is more of a laid back kind of more hip city than it was when we kind of started down this road. So yeah. it's been a good city. Well, when we planned to move here, everybody told me I'd come to Texas and get big hair. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I already have big hair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this one goes for anyone who wants to answer it. Um, so with the state fair being here in Dallas and for it not to take place this year, uh, what prompted your decision to still brew funnel cake? Uh, was it planned and it was going to come out no matter what? Or uh, does it have a deeper meaning on, you know, with everything that's going on? Uh, yeah, you know, we, we certainly there was debate as to whether or not we, we brew funnel cake ale. And if we did what that would look like and how much we do. But I think what it came down to was when the fair was canceled, um, we saw that there's opportunity there to sort of bring the fair to people. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, you know, I know they did the drive through thing and, and, and whatnot, but um, not the same. Missing that experience, <laughs> you know, we wanted to do whatever we could to sort of 
still give people like a semblance of that. So we started putting together a plan with uh, with Fletcher's Corny Dogs. And so we did the funnel cake ale release here first, um, had Fletcher's out and they were singing Corny Dogs and funnel cakes. And whatnot. <laughs> and, um, so we had our own little like kind of state fair thing here. Uh, it was a to go event, obviously. But um, yeah, I think, you know, when when you uh are dealing with a pandemic and you're, you're you're missing so many of those uh those things that you're used to doing and you know you have to do whatever you can at least we have to do whatever we can to still provide opportunities for people to uh have a good time and enjoy themselves and and you know kind of get together in some sort of way to enjoy our beer um and to enjoy like this time of year which is a pretty cool time in, in dallas so um you know, I think even though the fair was canceled, it was it was a pretty easy decision once we started talking it through. Like, yeah, we, we should do it for sure. And it's done really well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I know where I work. People started calling in August asking me if we <laughs> yeah. had funnel cake. I was that's like, awesome. whoa, not yet. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another reason for doing it. It has a cult following. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of our seasonals sell well, but uh, funnel cake and snickerdoodle, uh, for instance, uh, they're, they're just very unique and they, yeah. They, they fit the time of the year. You mm -hmm. know, they right. remind people of the, the dog days are behind us. Cooler weather's ahead. Yeah. State fair, you know, fun right. family time. Uh, snickerdoodle at Thanksgiving, you know, the, it brings back memories, I think, for a lot of people. And so yeah. that's one of the reasons. Some non-COVID fair times. Is that what they're thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> So we all have great memories here at the brewery. Um, I know we've done Oktoberfest and times hanging out here in the tap room. I know I've done planning meetings here. I'm sure my name's somewhere here on the wall. <laughs> and I had my first whip beer. So we know the tap room is still closed at the moment, but any plans to open up? I know you talked about you're waiting until it's safe or any events in the works, any drive throughs you know, all, all that we can really plan and, and execute right now is, is beer to go stuff and maybe some events related to that. We do have some stuff in the works for okay. that, try to keep it fun. Um, but, you know, it's uh, in terms of reopening, like I said earlier, it's it's just doesn't seem like, you know, we're, we're not going to open because the, the state or the county says we can. Right. In capacity. Um, Again, mainly just to protect the health of our team so that we can keep the beer flowing, protect the health of the public that comes. Um, you know, we, we're just not going to open up until this, this thing is subsided. Yeah. And, and a lot of the basis for that, too, is, I mean, you're, we're sitting in our tap room and it doesn't look like you remember it. Right? <laughs> no. It looks like packaging hall. It's, yeah. And, you know, we've got 7,200 square feet in this, in this uh tap room and with the demand of packaged goods up the way it is then we just we just had to use our space that we're paying for exactly so and no matter what people believe one way or the other it looks like cases are not where they should be in dallas and so i think that for a lot of people they still just have to stay safe yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so all right so this yeah. this is going to be uh one of our last questions for you it's kind of a a chunky. Well, a chunky question is, <laughs> I guess, what we called it. Um, so basically, it's like a three-parter. And this uh, goes for all of you guys, because I'm sure you guys all have different answers. Um, but what's one beer that you guys love but did not sell well with the fans? Mine was Passiflora, apparently. 
that's that, that'd that's, be on my list for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, uh, and I'm talking about because because you know what sells on premise here at the tap room versus what sells at grocery uh -huh. tap, two different things, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they're not related. You know, if, if one sells well out there, doesn't mean it sells where he, well here, vice versa. Yeah. Um, our our uh, Wit and Wild, I think, is one of the oh, best beers yeah. we've ever mm. made. Um, there's been a couple kind of in that category that we've made. Um, but that one, you know, I, it's it's just an incredible, incredible beer. And we're actually going to release some again here pretty soon. Yes. Ooh, um, <laughs> you know, when we put it out, we didn't put it out in package, but we put it out on draft. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it came at a higher price point because it's it's not a beer that we make in weeks. It's, you know, it, it ages for a while. Um it just, you know, it just, it just didn't move, and we were left with a lot of inventory, um, mm -hmm. and it was, it was shocking because, like, if you, whether you like sours or not, or tart beer or not, yeah, it's a good beer to drink, and if you like sour or tart beers, it's a phenomenal beer to drink. Mm -hmm. But we can go down the list, and there's, there's so many beers <laughs> that you know just that have won awards, gold medals. It just, you know, uh, it just didn't move the way the, 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 you know, you thought it would. Um, I mean, to mention. That's sad. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? What do you think? Um, I mean, public ale comes to mind for me. You know, Kevin wanted, you know, when we first started talking, he was like, you know, the only thing I want, I want a, a wheat beer called Unique Wheat. And I was like, <laughs> nah, dog, they ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So Unique Wheat never happened. Uh, but he said, I want to do an ESB. And I'm like, that's cool. Ooh, so let's, yeah. let's do uh Let's do some research. So, you know, we sat at Whole Foods and drank some beers. Uh, I can't remember if, if Fuller's was your favorite, Kevin. Yeah. Fuller's and Fuller's, <laughs> Fuller's, when you get it fresh, is fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's got fruitiness from the English yeast, which is kind of the hallmark of English yeast, and that it leaves a beer malty. Uh, it got a rich malt character and then, you know, earthy, herbal English hops. And, uh, you know, public ale... I, I brewed two batches when I had our little pilot brewery at my in my sunroom at my house, and the third batch I just split the difference between the two batches, and uh, that's what Public Ale was, and that's what won back-to-back uh, -back golds at GABF, and you know the beer's great. It's um, they won gold like within like the year it was released too. Like well, it was the first batch we made, and what I Whoa, awesome. <laughs> one thing I distinctly remember was uh, Ryan over at Metal Some Moth was like. He said, man, I'm just, this is like, I think four months after we've been open. He's like, I'm just so impressed at how consistent your public ale is. And I never <laughs> told him, but it was because it was the same batch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that, that, that same batch that was brewed, maybe that was the second batch, but it was the, the same recipe we started with. But that's what won at uh, GABF and then the next year. But, yeah, I'm just, uh, it goes to say, like, it was recognized. And judging at GABF myself, like, things don't just squeak through and get a, a medal. You know, yeah, no when kidding. you see like GABF award ceremonies actually happening today, uh, right? today which yeah. is not the day this is released, but um, you <laughs> know, I didn't life. judge this year, but <laughs> the people that are there judging uh, are, are the, the, some of the pickiest uh, beer drinkers and uh, noses yeah. on the planet. And Absolutely. so the ones that are awarded medals tonight really deserve them. And uh, even though public ale is great in that respect for that style, it's not a sexy style. Mm -hmm. It's honestly not a sexy name. It is. It is a fitting name. It is a fitting name. But, uh, 
you know, I, I'm good friends with my friend Grant at uh, Revolver, and I've always said if Public Ale, if we called it Blood and Honey, it would be very popular. Let's show what marketing does for a beer. I no think. kidding. What about you, Corey? What do you think? Uh, two come to mind for me. You can't um, say Hop Skinny again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i don't think you mentioned it (laughs) Um, texas pills uh back in the day oh yeah and you know it's just a it's a it was a beer that was before its time man it's a hoppy pilsner and i I, I I rated it too a little bit bit yeah yeah it was like six percent maybe six yep seven yeah Uh, yeah i didn't didn't like that beer (laughs) (laughs) as a hoppy pilsner and then uh trinity uh yeah oh yeah Oh, I remember, I remember that, that, yes. I mean, Jamie's some really solid Belgian beers, no doubt. Um, and Trinity was just such a... I remember like trying it for the first time when I moved down here from Colorado, and Trapel is how I pronounce it. Everybody in Texas says triple. You know, it was just it's such a unique... Uh, Chappelle, um, stink back. No, it wasn't Blanc. Uh, it'll it'll come to me in a second. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, Mandarina, I Mandarina. Yeah. There, you go. there you go. Oh, it's just like a really interesting, hop yeah, profile. real citrusy. Yeah, played really well with the uh, like the Belgian esters. Yeast. It was just, it was a great beer. and you know, we did it. Uh, we released that beer originally in 750s, and right. you know, large form. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, thing was like, dude, it's such a cool, awesome thing, and wax chips and everything. Dude, wax. Yep. Yeah, all that, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, and I think that goes a lot to say about the difference mm-hmm. between um, sitting at a, a brew pub and having beer, and mm-hmm. just having like being at Central Market and having or whatever account having just a massive amount of beer in front of you on the yeah. shelf, right? Because when I had my brew pub, I always had Belgians on draft, and they sold. I do yeah. hoppy Belgians. I do you know dry Belgians like Trinity, some malty ones like Inspiration, and uh, you know it's a shame they don't sell as well as they should. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Okay, I was thinking family trip from Bitter Sisters does pretty well. So I don't know, maybe the market's changed. Let's <laughs> <laughs> bring some back. <laughs> So what's one beer that's not quite your favorite style, but did fly off the shelves or is flying off the shelves? Uh, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> and it's not really, it's just not my type of beer that I would drink. I'll have like one or two maybe every season, but, but just to be like completely straightforward funnel cake ale. It's, yeah. It's, it's such a, I understand why people love it so much. Right. Um, but there's just it's just not really like the type the style of beer that i gravitate toward well Corey, are you are you doing a powdered sugar rim on it <laughs> <laughs> totally you gotta get the works get the works <laughs> but uh yeah sorry about the forklift in the back oh okay, he's we, good we've had djs before <laughs> yeah yeah i know you're good uh, but but I, I i love the the culture and the cult following behind that <laughs> yeah beer. i love like the environment the state fair thing is so cool to me um but it's one of those beers that comes around. I'll have one or two. I'm like, 
Awesome. Didn't know you felt that way. Uh oh. Oh man! All of a sudden. And I'm out. <laughs> you know, I have to agree. <laughs> People get excited, and I'm excited that they're excited, but it's a little bit sweet for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fair. You know. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Would you hear that background noise? We are in a production facility. Right. <laughs> you know. So the question is, what? sold well that i didn't wasn't really crazy yeah about. yeah how were you surprised about it? you're like what this is going to shock a lot of people but oh. and i don't feel that way anymore but for a long time it was mosaic ipa mm. oh wow um the mainly because uh and jamie and i remember the story you know back in the early days we didn't start with an ipa um and you know jamie's like Dude, I can make a killer IPA. I'm like, I, know you can. I said it more humbly than that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I was just concerned that they were just, you know, and, and, you, know you make, you make, uh, you know, hopefully more right mistakes uh, than you do wrong ones, you know, mm. whatever. Um, you make more right decisions than you do mistakes. But, um, you know, for me, it was like there were so many IPAs just everywhere you, you went. And, you know, I just I just was concerned about just sales rates. You know, yeah. you want to do something different. And obviously that was stupid because the moment we released Mosaic IPA, it was just off into the stratosphere. Yeah. Um, but the road leading up to that, you know, in my journey with craft beer, I I the hoppier, the better. I mean, uh. I mean, I, I just loved IPAs and. All these things by the time i opened a brewery i was actually just burned out on ipas yeah yeah and so we released mosaic i was like man this is a delicious beer but you know i just wasn't in the mode of drinking a lot of ipas mm -hmm. at the time um and that lasted for years and i you know obviously the sales you know kind of really propelled a lot of the success of the brewery and i you know dear place in my heart for mosaic ipa <laughs> i just you know it just wasn't something i was drinking a lot of uh, a lot of overly hoppy beers um, but you know, every time I had it, it just, it just, you know, and there are times like we'd have pint nights and it's the only beer on draft and yeah. supporting the mosaic. So I'd go mm -hmm. and I'd order a mosaic on draft because, you know, you know, I'm going to drink what we're promoting and I would drink and I would be like, this is a fantastic beer. <laughs> and over time, you know, this whole, you know, got burned out on hops thing started to minimize and minimize and minimize fast forward to couple of years ago man i mean if i see it on draft i'm getting it yeah you know, i drink it at home uh, maybe not as much because it's pretty potent but <laughs> you know i i love that beer but there was a moment there where it just just wasn't my jam you know yeah. it's interesting it's, it's consistent and solid i know it was our go-to choice when we went to alamo and other places you yeah. see some beers on draft and you're like oh, but you know like <laughs> you know you know what you get with mosaic <laughs> yeah that's 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 how i was too you know anytime i'd go out to eat or you know go to a bar and I couldn't decide on anything. Mosaic was the one I went to. Like that was, that was like my my fallback. I guess you could say. And then Super Mosaic. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Jamie. What about you? What do you think? Uh, you know, kind of, I was not surprised by Corey's answer, and I think my answer is right along those lines with uh, Snickerdoodle. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's really hard for me to say. I don't turn a beer out of this brewery that I, you know, despise or something. Um, you know, I said I didn't like Texas pills for what, for what it was. It was good, but it used this 
uh, this really weird German hop variety that was real minty, and they actually mm. discontinued the hop, and so I oh, was wow. right. <laughs> but uh, no, Snickerdoodle, you know, it's it's I I tend to like drier beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mosaic IPA has a good malt backbone, but it does have that balance. But uh, Snickerdoodle for me, it's it's you know, it's it's malty. It's got the vanilla. We've already had funnel cake out, so I've gotten my vanilla beer for the year, <laughs> which is just one or two of them, you know. There we go. Um, but again, it's 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 fun, and you know, along the lines of uh, what these guys at the fair, you know, were trying to get me to to come up with with funnel cake was, you know, I had made a uh, some kind of English ale, and they're like, it doesn't have the giggle factor, <laughs> and so the giggle factor became, you know, let's make it more bready and vanilla, and, you know, yeah. funnel cake, and so Snickerdoodle is the same thing, and it has that giggle factor. It reminds you of. You know, being around family, having some cookies, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know. Right. Uh, so it's got a time and a place, but it's not not one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. I just gotcha. thought of a beer that you guys make that I can't think of the name of that had bread and my <laughs> in it when you said that. Bread and my assistant. Where's that? <laughs> that's, that's one of those fantastic, interesting, not, not, you don't find a beer like that. Often. No way. It's basically yeah. a, a tart IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Labeling the marketing was awesome. fantastic. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's craveable. Lava lamp looking thing, and yeah. you know it, it, <laughs> it just didn't pull the way. Oh man, it, it should have. You know, <laughs> the way it goes, man. Yeah, this business is tough. You know, mm-hmm. that's a that's really technically challenging to do those Britannomyces IPAs. Like yeah. Rayon Vert from Green Flash was one. Um, and you know, when the one time I went there, they had pallets and pallets of it sitting there, bottle conditioning, and here. Uh, with the bread skated on, that was our second or third second, anim- second anniversary yeah. beer. Yeah. Uh, it took like eight weeks to ferment in the fermenter. And we don't like now, like we got to turn those tanks over in, you know, <laughs> the 14 or 15 days they're scheduled to. And so yeah. we don't really don't have that luxury anymore. And yeah. I'm putting Britannomyces into my new canning line. So <laughs> there's, there's that as well. So what's one style each of you wish to see more of in the DFW? From us or just in general? Just in general. Just in general, personally. I know it's changed. Um, I, I think. I mean, I, I go back to public ale for us, but in general, like like just ESBs or English ales. Yeah. You know, it's it's really crazy. Like, I've talked to people from England who have said this is the best beer stateside ESB or English ale stateside that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so the question more broadly stated is, you know, I know there's other breweries that do kind of more English ale styles, but you don't see a lot of them. And it's, I've always loved that, that style of beer. Uh, the other would be, you know, more the lagers and you know, German kind of pills. Um, I know a lot of breweries have, have gotten back into that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think part of, you know, my answer would be, I, I, the caveat is like, like good. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. Good, good yeah. Lagers. Because with a lager, you know, you really cannot hide your imperfections. Right. You know? And it's interesting when I when I go to other markets, when I travel, you know, I just came back from Washington State. Uh, you know, my wife and I took a trip up there to see my daughter. Um, you know, you love going to, to a grocery store and, and buying all the local beer that obviously you can't get in Texas. And yeah, you go you go pull some IPAs and stuff like that. But I I always gravitate to just I don't want the lagers. I want the nice, clean, crisp, light drinking beers. And in other markets, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. And in North Texas, just a handful. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. Yeah. 
And if you find a, a brewery that does a light lager or just, you know, a clean lager well, you know the rest of their portfolio is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, maybe they don't do hoppy beers great, but if you can have a, the technical ability to brew a clean lager, then you, you know what you're doing in a lot of respects. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say, and I mentioned it earlier, um, you know, I, I, I really like some classic styles. I like new, inventive, all kinds of stuff for sure, but uh, classic styles, I've always said, are, you know, have been popular for centuries for a reason. Exactly. Uh, because they're, they're very appealing to a wide amount of palates and, um, you know, they're very drinkable, uh, very approachable. Uh, so, you know, Hefeweizen, Kolsch, Pils, you know, alt beer, maybe to a lesser extent, uh, some English ales. Again, I don't like the, generally the maltier stuff, but uh, just, you know, classic, classic beer styles. And I, I think be better if more of those came back around you know it's always the the latest and greatest and what shock ingredients you can throw in this beer to get people to buy it um but you know just classic beer styles that they've they've been around for a long time for for good reason yeah i'd really like to see a lot more <laughs> slushy beers and hazy ipas <laughs> uh, you know, really just lacking in selection there um no man um you know there's a place and a time for everything um i just i i have to echo um what these guys are saying i, I think the more beer that you drink um it's always nice to try new things but the more you get out there you know more hops or more adjuncts or higher abv or whatever it may be um when you come back to the traditional styles of beer um there like jamie said i mean it, it's there's something that's so appealing to drink just a super clean and refreshing traditional lager and you can tell a lot about uh about a brewer um and their technical skills um when they're putting out some really clean and delicious lager uh, it's not a difficult mm. or it's not an easy beer to to brew um mm. you can throw a lot of hops or a lot of random other ingredients into something and make it taste like that ingredient um but but you can't hide all flavors from lagers man um, yeah. so i think like you know traveling to other parts of the country same thing kevin said the first beer i order at a brewery is if they have a lager i'm gonna get that lager right i want to know like what they've got going on How can it kind of calibrates everything moving it, forward it does yeah it does. Oh. uh you know and, and not to knock the IPA game because yeah. there's some great IPAs and there's a lot of great <laughs> IPAs coming out, not just in North Texas, but all over the country. Um, you know, IPAs, look, man, everybody makes an IPA. A lot of people make some pretty good IPAs, uh, but the, the lager game is, is lacking. Um, and I've always been a, a, a big fan of uh, two kind of weird styles, English IPAs, uh, which like, nobody makes english style <laughs> no just like really like earthy kind of herbal uh you know lower abv ipas I, I kind of i have like a soft spot in my heart one of the previous breweries that i worked at made one and i always loved it um and then baltic porter dude the oh. baltic porter, oh. uh like you know dark it's lager yeast but you get that like roasty kind of just same sort of thing like robust porter or like an export stout so like that family of beers i really like um you know not these huge stouts but just like that 
let's call it five to seven percent ABV darker beer with a lot like a good roast profile um, that isn't going to just like murder you at like 10 or 11 <laughs> or 14 or 27 <laughs> percent. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of those beers. Too. You know, I throw I throw pale ales in the mix too. You don't yeah. see people making pale ales. That's true. Yeah, it's That's either true. it's either up to a pale ale and then IPA. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we got yes sir, and you know, it's it's got a lot of hot character into it. Yeah, I love yes sir. I mean, it's uh, who's making you know a, a steady uh, pale ale anymore? Yeah, you know? it's, right. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's because the market they it's it's. it's there's, there's a bucket that they're, they're not interested in. It's either something else or an IPA. Yeah. So it's interesting. So, okay, it's community time. So anything you want to share? So anything? This is your guys' time. Talk what, about what you're interested in. Shout outs, events, beers, whatever you guys want to talk about. Let's see your time. I mean, I, I the, the main thing I, I always want to say <clears throat> as the founder of this brewery is, you know, every time I see our beer out on the shelves and on tap, I mean, it's it's... I never take that for granted. Um, mm. You know, I've always lived life, especially in business, saying that uh, success is temporary and it's what gets me out of bed every day. Um, and you just, I just, you know, I'm just so appreciative to all of our um, restaurant and bar partners and, and uh, uh, grocery store partners and liquor store partners and retail um, for supporting us. And, you know, I know that it probably, we, we wouldn't get that support if it didn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the other part of the shout out is, is all of our fans and consumers out there who are buying our beer and drinking mm-hmm. it and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get emails, um, that, that, you know, just out of the blue that praise, you know, what we're doing or a beer that, that people have tried. We see social media posts from people, um, with our beers. And I, I don't know if there's anything that, that is more rewarding for me, uh, than to see that kind of stuff. You know, I'm just eternally appreciative of that. Um, and that's 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 what we're all about. Like, that's all we try to do is to have that kind of effect uh, on our community. And the last thing in terms of shout out and things to talk about is our is our uh, team. I mean, mm-hmm. we we have a good team of people. Um, we have a great culture, uh, one that, you know, if the culture, if there's negativity and what you bring in negativity, you're going to get ejected. It's kind of like cancer out of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the culture is great, but the work ethic is part of that culture. And we've always had a great work ethic. And like Corey said earlier, you know, you don't hear people say that's not my job. It's what, you know, com- completely obvious what what the makeup of our team is. Everyone doing what what they can, how they can, uh, to make sure that this this company and this brewery uh, keeps going. Um, and so. I mean, my, my view is a little different than others is having, you know, been a founder and Jamie's in the same boat with me. We both, we're both right. the owners of, of this brewery. And, uh, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's just something that I, I will forever appreciate. Uh, and never take for granted. So it's, it's good to see. It's really oh. cool. Anybody have anything else? Jamie, Corey? <laughs> uh, man, I mean, Kevin just took the words out of my mouth really. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, to think about whenever you pick up a, a can of our beer, bottle of our beer, um, that, you know, that's not just your favorite beer in there, that there's a team of people behind that that have made everything in that thing happen. Uh, from, uh, you know, getting that pallet of cans over from the tap room into the packaging area to the guys that are packaging it, making sure that crimp seal is right, uh, milling that malt, 
uh, all the families that we have that you know are part of our team here like that's what's in that that's what's in that can or bottle and you know i always tell everybody oh oh you know i'm the brewmaster at community oh i love you beer and i'm like well we'll keep buying it i got three sons to send through college you know every every pint counts and it's and it's not just me you know yeah. it's like we've all we've all got lives we're living and families we're supporting here and just like any small business um every time you go local and purchase that it's affecting somebody right in your neighborhood or your community right. so uh, that's all i have to add yeah and i think just the overwhelming support from from the local community i mean for lack of a better word um it's been really amazing over, I mean, throughout the years, of course, but especially now to see um, our fans really rally behind us um, and, and people like you guys. I mean, you know, you think back, it's like, it's so cool and, and sort of humbling to, um, to have outlets like this just to, to, to think that people want to hear about our story yeah. and want to hear yeah. about what's going on in the beer world. Um, the craft beer consumer, you know, it's not as, um, I don't know, as niche as it used to be. Right. It's not as yeah. nerdy as yeah. it used to be, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's still as like passionate and loyal. Mm -hmm. as it used to be. It's a sort it's, it's really been interesting to see that shift in the culture, uh, here in North Texas. Um, and, and to see that just the amount of support for the local beer scene and, and also restaurant scene and, and that, that whole kind of like cultural movement. Um, yeah. There's just so much support and it's just a, it's very humbling to, to, to see that and to be a part of it. Uh, and it's great. Um, as far as things that are up and coming um, in release date time today, Thursday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> talking future time uh <laughs> you know lucky number seven's coming back up woo yeah um, woo. jamie mentioned snickerdoodle ale will be making an appearance again mm -hmm. oh i love that beer uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we heard <laughs> making my job easier dude uh, no, uh but, you know so that's gonna be coming out again and we've got a lot of things in the works um as with sort of everything that we're doing and every industry is doing, it's obviously very fluid right now. And mm -hmm. um, we're doing our best to navigate uncertain waters. And, uh, but we are hoping to get back to being able to, you know, in, enjoy a pint with our community again here, uh, whatever right. that may be. Um, <clears throat> but in the meantime, we're going to do our best to at least continue to you know, to share our beers and our, our passion with people however we can, whether that's beer to go or out in the market at our, you know, retail or on and off premise partners and whatever we can make happen, we're going to, we're going to do it. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. for having Yeah. Me. Thank really you so much. For yeah. Thanks for meeting. Time. Thanks for meeting with us guys. Yeah, and I'm now on the hop skinny train. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we all are. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you guys want to talk about good. it now or. <laughs> yeah. No, it did have the body. It was actually really good. I uh, it was, it was very, was very tasty. <laughs> I saw everyone else, you know, pops one open. I was like, well, I think I might have to try it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> well, well thank thanks, guys. So thanks for uh, joining us here at Community. Yeah. And um, we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.